0: I'm ready when you are. All right, let's uh, do it. All right,
2: here we go. Mic and down.
0: Oh, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> Man, let's start a goddamn. Story. Who is it, Joey? I, I don't know. I just killed it. All right. Mic and down.
3: Hey, you listen to do off the table. The podcast with no subjects too taboo to discuss. If you don't like it. Why don't you take your somewhere else?
0: Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they don't. And the Earth is... Flat. 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 The Earth is flat. My reality, my senses tell me that the Earth is flat and stationary. Everybody here can agree on absolutely one thing, which is it is not a globe.
4: So you're saying that when, when far-right groups come here and throw demonstrations and have their rallies... They don't necessarily have to throw the first punch in order for you to to react violently.
5: The purpose of these groups in common support is to attack people. God hates America. Vile land of the Sodomite
0: Damned. The most ungrateful and the most arrogant anti-God nation that ever existed.
1: Enter the Phelps clan and other followers of the Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas, who've become infamous for picketing the funerals of gay people with signs that carry slogans like, God hates facts.
6: Please, for the love of God,
2: please send chew. I'm dying over here. I'm freaking dying. What's up, guys? What's this happening? is what
3: happens when we have an Indian captivity.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Vinny, brother, welcome back to uh, your co-hosting spot. I, I see you got the bra on the wall back there, man. What's going on?
3: Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, special guest in the studio for a meeting, and uh, she was just uh, reminiscing with her, <laughs> uh, with her underwear and decided to hang it up there. Now I need another
0: one.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. And Steezo, yes, producer sir. of the year. Yes, sir. At least in my opinion.
0: Well, thank you, sir. For your, for my kind words.
2: Thank you. Welcome, brother. And most importantly, what we have here tonight for our special guest is Bare Hands. Baran. Baran. You knew I was going to fuck it up. So thank
5: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mike, Mike, welcome to the show. We got uh, Mike Brands joining us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, from what I understand, Mike is is full of a bunch of stories.
5: Oh so, man, we we got stories for all night long. How well, long, how long is everyone going to watch and listen?
2: Well,
3: uh, on, on average, three minutes. <laughs> Four, if you're a host.
5: <laughs> hey. You get three minutes out of it. You're doing good.
2: Yeah. Um, it ain't about them anyway. We're, it's about us. So, um, so you, you're, you're famous for rescuing, uh, rescuing people from animals. Is that, is that how you put it?
5: That's right. So yeah, yeah we rescue people from wild animals.
2: Yeah. So, so tell us about that. And you, and you're out of, uh, out of, uh, Missouri,
5: right? St. Louis,
2: greater St. Louis area. Yeah. And, um, What kind of animals or what kind of people do you rescue from
5: animals? Everybody. I mean, you know, that's the great thing about animals is they don't care. You can have a a $1.1 million home or a $98,000 shotgun home. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, raccoon wants to live in your attic. He's living in your attic.
2: And so now you're not like that. um, What's that guy? uh, Turtle man? No, no. All right. No. Although a- I
5: worked on the set of Turtle Man. Oh, really? Yeah. So you ever heard of Billy the Exterminator? Yes. Yeah, the Turtle Man. Yeah, yep. yeah I've worked. I've worked <laughs> extensively on both those sets because oh, one thing uh, that neither one of those guys are very good at is trapping animals. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, so, and so, somebody had to. Somebody's got to be in the background doing all that.
2: Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me. At those reality shows aren't really <laughs> real. real.
5: Are scripted reality. <laughs> oh, my God. No. I
3: spent half my life watching Jersey Shore, and it's not real.
2: <laughs> GTL, baby. GTL. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I have to say, if you had a slightly different hat, you'd have a whole Jim Fowler look going
5: on. Oh, I yeah? I like it. Okay. <laughs> well, I had to wear my glasses tonight. I usually wear contacts, but I was just not feeling it tonight, you know? So put my glasses on. Very studious. I can there. see you. I can see you now. It makes me look smarter. Well. Right. If,
3: if
2: you Sorry about, see about us, the
5: seeing us part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, see us, you might want to take them back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: that's it. So uh, what got you into all this stuff, man? Man, you know, I <clears throat> literally I was raised in the backwoods, the swamps of Louisiana. That's that's where I'm from. Catahoula Swamp, right center, middle of the state. And, uh, you know, I was the oldest of four boys, got in a lot of trouble. And so as soon as I graduated high school, joined the Navy immediately. And I volunteered for submarine duty, but I didn't quite understand that that meant being out at sea underwater all the time. Like, like I was like, submarines, man, that's cool. You know, I remember going to submarine down in Galveston. And well, you're I a was, Navy guy, oh, so that doesn't course.
2: surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but he's from Louisiana, so I mean, it's like...
5: Yeah. Anyway, when I got out of the Navy, I uh, did a few different things, and then I told my wife, I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to be a trapper. And so I started dabbling in animal stuff, and then probably 2010, it, it became a real thing, you know, a real a real industry has sprung up around it. And so... Huh. I've been hustling it ever since. How how did you get involved in
2: these reality shows with, with Turtle Man and, and, and that kind of stuff? Obviously, uh, all right, let's just call a spade a spade. Are, are they just fake <laughs> as hell and, and they needed somebody to actually come in and trap these animals? Is that what oh, you came that's, in? Or?
5: That's the truth of it right there, you know. Um, so back 2007, 2008... Uh, there was a lot of film industry in Louisiana. Like mm-hmm. Shreveport was the Mecca at the time, you know, and, and then it moved down south like, a little bit later into New Orleans. But while we were there, they were filming a lot of stuff in 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 Shreveport. And Billy the Exterminator, I mean, Vexcon, that company is right there in Shreveport. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Billy, you know, he was just, uh, he was an interesting feller before uh, Mike Rowe came along. Mike Rowe discovered him. Oh, you know? okay. yeah. So, so, so they were doing a Vexcon. They were doing a, a dirty job, you know, with Mike Rowe about these roaches and stuff. And and the owner of Vexcon, Billy's dad, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to be on TV. So they so he sent Billy. And Billy's always been extravagant. And so Mike Rowe took a liking <laughs> to him, you know, and said, you know, we can do something with that. Well, Billy, one, not a very good pest control person certainly not a trapper at all. And, you know, the production company after season one figured that out. And so <laughs> they started bringing people in that would help behind the scenes, you know, trap this or do this or, you know, whatever needed to be done. So I, I ended up doing a lot of work on that, that show.
2: Now, did you live in Louisiana at the time or are you are yeah. in Missouri?
5: No, no, no. I, uh, I started my company in Shreveport. Okay. I started my company in Shreveport, Louisiana, and then we grew too big and, uh, and I might have gotten a little bit of trouble with <laughs> something, and uh, so I uh, I had basically I got kicked out of Texas and Louisiana, so I had to come to Missouri.
2: Well, I don't know if if you're aware of the name of this show or not. It's called <laughs> the Table.
5: Yeah, what the fuck you got to? I
3: could see Texas, but what the fuck you got to do to get kicked out of Louisiana?
5: Did you, oh, you over boil the shrimp? No, no, no. So. So it, it involved a woman. Uh, <laughs>
3: little, little over anxious with the cloaca checking.
5: No, no, <laughs> no. But that's a great term, you know. I love, you know, especially in reptiles and snakes. No, I, you know, I started my company, and you know, I started my company in Threeport, Louisiana. I was having some difficulty with it, and I ran into this guy named Mark Dotson, and he's an he's a veteran, and he wrote a book called The King of Cages, and and it was all about you know, doing this as, as an industry, you know, as a career and uh, we hit it off really good and he convinced me to buy into his franchise and I did. And so I bought into his franchise and I expanded from Shreveport to Little Rock and then from Little Rock to Dallas. Okay. Well, when I opened up Dallas, I didn't know that Brian and Josie Moss owned Texas, like they own Texas. And so we started buttonheads right away. Well, April the first. Okay, now April the first, 2013, there was this nationwide conference call. I was on a roof trying to get vultures off of a roof. And we do this conference call. And on the conference call, they they announced that Brian and Josie Moss own the company now, that they bought the company. And so I thought it was an April Fool's joke. So I said, yeah, right, over the whole nationwide conference call. Josie Moss couldn't manage her way out of a paper bag. And uh, so anyway, she called me the next morning. (laughs) She's like, we got to do something about you. And so anyway, I ended up getting kicked out of Texas and Louisiana because of that.
2: Ain't ain't that some shit? Yeah. We've we've got a caller on the line. Caller, go ahead. Uh Uh-oh. Hey,
3: what's
2: up who's this Harry
3: andy yeah hey yeah I'm calling back
2: hey what's up dude nothing
0: man I'm, I'm, I'm eating my fish
2: <clears throat> eating that fish does that fish have a name
6: <laughs> that see,
2: fish always has a name that, see this, this is the show Harry I wanted you to call back on because uh I, I can say a lot more on this show since it's mine <laughs> Hey, turn, turn the, um, turn your, turn your radio or the uh, show down. Mute it for me if you would. Or, or don't. That's cool too. (laughs) But, uh, anyway, yeah. So this is the show where I I can talk a lot more shit, but anyway, we, we've got, uh, bare hands on the show talking about being a Cajon with the onion and the garlic and being down there in Louisiana. Um, now, I got I got a question for you, Mike. Um, the Catahoula Swamp, that, that's where you said you're from? Yeah. Is that where the Catahoula uh, dog originated from?
5: Yeah, absolutely. The Catahoula oh, okay. Cur? Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, the Catahoula Cur was originally designed for a pig dog, a hog dog, you know, because out in the swamp, back in the 70s, everybody uh-huh. ran their hogs out in the swamp, you know? Uh-huh. The difference is... We all wanted those hogs. Those were our hogs. We had special notches we cut in their ears and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and so everybody gathered them up every year. Well, you needed a good dog that was, you know, tough, tenacious. Mm-hmm. And that Catahoula Cur, man, that was the hog dog back in the day. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because, uh, Harry, who we have on the show with us, um, Harry and I, we've known each other for thirty something years, and and we we may or may not have gone hog hunting ourselves, <laughs> um, and it may or may not have had anything to do with guns, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say see, here in Pennsylvania we don't have hogs, we have yard pigs, and uh, <laughs> you catch them with something totally different. Usually oh, it's boy. Cr- yeah, usually it's crystal meth. Um, <laughs> that are that are a paycheck. deck. Can- you could trap 5 6 of them a night with some good crystal meth. Oh boy.
2: What 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 do you say to that, That's Harry? A...
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got any questions for uh uh Mike on here tonight, Harry? Or you just want to you want to be like the uh the fourth guest?
3: <laughs> oh you know, yeah, I, I can dig me some hog hunting.
2: <laughs> uh, without throwing out any names, I, I'm I'm about 100 percent sure we we, well, are experienced hunters. Let me just put it that way. Oh boy! <laughs> we ain't talking about harpooning. <laughs> no, no, no. That those are whales. We're talking. We're talking hogs right now. Um. <laughs> But anyway, Mike, Mike, go ahead on there. Uh, so you got kicked out of Texas and, and Louisiana and so you made your way up to Missouri,
5: huh? Yeah, 2014, we uh, we packed up everything. We have four trucks loaded down with traps. I mean, we look like the Clampets coming to
4: Missouri. <laughs>
5: I ain't even kidding you, man. You look at some of those trucks. We had traps. I mean, we had traps on the tops. We had ladders and everything. It was crazy. But we got it, we got everything loaded on four trucks and we came up here, uh, August of 2014 and, and we chose St. Louis mostly because of the bats. I don't mm. know if you know it, but you guys got some bats up here Yeah, and, and you got a lot of old structures mm-hmm. and, and man, bats love downtown St. Louis. I mean, they love it down there and and so anyway, we we opened up shop in August of 2014 and man, it was it's the best decision I ever made moving to St. Louis. Huh. Yeah. It it really really just uh it, our company exploded, you know. And then we started expanding from there, but I I've, I've got an office in uh eight different states and six cities in eight states. Holy six shit. cities that cover eight states.
2: So you you get around a lot.
5: Oh yeah, I mean before Rona decided to show up, be, before this COVID-19 thing, man. I mean, me and Southwestern, we're good buddies. <laughs> Which is another thing I love about St. Louis, man. I can hop on a on a plane in St. Louis and fly to Reno for 150 bucks, you know, cuz I got an office in Reno, and uh-huh. you know, it's 4 hours, you know, yeah. start to finish. And I, I can yeah. go almost anywhere nonstop.
2: Pretty, pretty centralized hub here in in St. Louis. That's for yeah. sure. Um, it's worked out pretty good for us. <clears throat> so I under, I also understand you do a little bit of uh, acting, if you will.
5: Yeah, well, you know, so I I saw how that show Billy the Exterminator just blew up that business called Vexcon. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people they stopped advertising completely because of that show. they just didn't need it. They had a following and it was on A&E and it was super popular. And Billy was out doing, you know, appearances everywhere all the time. And the name was just out there constantly, constantly. And so in 2015, I came across a company here in St. Louis called No Coast Originals. And they they were on board to try to get a reality show on Animal Planet. And they came out and spent a lot of money with it. You know, asylum pictures and legendary films. They all put money in it. And, um, and man, we just couldn't get it sold. We just couldn't get it sold. But I mean, we got some good stuff in the can. we got some good episodes in the can, but just couldn't get it sold. And so then I was like, well, maybe it's me or maybe it's this. So I started doing acting classes, you know, I I, I found an agent I started doing photography and photo shoots and modeling and all this kind of stuff, trying to make sure that, you know, I, I knew the industry and that I knew how to play the game. And because of that, I started getting a lot of gigs in films and TV and movies and, you know, photo shoots, magazines, all kinds of stuff. And so I've just kind of kept that rolling, you know?
2: Well, maybe you need to knock a couple of teeth out and start screaming at the <laughs> Top of your fucking lungs hold a goddamn snapping turtle, and maybe you'll be going somewhere. Yeah,
5: I don't know. It's not my style, you know? <laughs> I, I want people to want me to come to, to, their, to their home. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah,
6: So,
2: Lou Delpreet throws in the room, he says he wants to know about some trapping practical jokes.
5: Oh, trapping practical jokes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... um <laughs> So, you know, most of my team is, uh, is young, young guys, you know, that are 25 to 30 because that seems to be the age group that wants to, that will take risks and get out there and do this animal type work, you know? Um, and so, you know, you get five or six guys that age together, man, there's going to be all kinds of things that are going to happen. But one of the most, one of the practical jokes that we play on each other quite often involves this one particular kind of trap we have, okay? So there's a trap that's called a conibear. It's this big metal trap that's designed to capture beavers underwater and and euthanize them underwater. Well, if you set the trap up right between two pieces of pompous grass, okay? You know how pompous grass kind of grows in really heavy clumps, but then there's like this little space between it? Set Mm. the trap right there and then... Ask your buddy to go get something or to, to go grab something and as he's walking through it, he'll stick his foot right in the trap. And it's just <laughs> hilarious, you know, because it's like they Does it euthanize them? Because that would be fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but 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 get this here here it, it backfired on me one time, okay? So we were doing this at a customer's house. She had a bunch of groundhogs, and and we were doing this, and I got one of my guys, Chris Starr. And uh, sure enough, you know, he's going through there. Well, in all the chaos and the funny and the laughing, we left one of the traps, <laughs> right? About two months later, the lady calls us. She had to call the fire department because she went out there and stepped in the trap. <laughs> and the fire department had to come out and cut the trap off this lady's foot. Oh,
3: jeez. You know? We,
5: yeah, have, so.
3: we have beaver traps here in Pennsylvania, too. But again,
5: uh, we use crystal meth. <laughs>
2: Harry, a whole uh, different
5: kind of trap house isn't it
2: yeah Harry don't <laughs> don't feel shy chime in whenever you want Harry's going to be our special uh, guest host of the night if you will uh, if he hadn't passed out already I don't know uh, no, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm listening alright well if you have any questions that come up jump right in there um, so uh <laughs> so <laughs> lou, of course throws in another comment in the room shocking that that lou they thank, thank god lou didn't call in because none of us would get a word in otherwise but uh he says catching beaver underwater has eluded me for decades actually <laughs> just catching beaver is killing them
5: <laughs> <laughs> well it, you know you gotta it's all, use. It, it, it's all about the lure that you use you yeah know? He, you gotta use he, the right lure
2: He's using an inchworm. I don't know if that helps or not. <laughs> I, don't know.
5: I don't know. But,
2: yeah, so, um, so since you have worked extensively with, um, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, uh, speaking specifically of, uh, what the hell is a Turtle Man or Turtle, um, turtle brain is, is more what yeah, I like to call him. What what man. um you you've got any funny stories about him that that won't get you in trouble?
5: Well, no. Hey, you know there's a whole lot of things that will get you in trouble even talking about that now. You know, most of what went down with that is that you know, a lot of times reality TV shows they always pushing for that next thing, you know, that mm-hmm. that that very next thing. And um most you know, a lot of people can pull back and just say, no, we're not going to do that. But they just weren't, you know, they just never pulled back. And so they, they just went down some paths of that. They eventually got them in trouble, you know? And uh, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've heard about the, you know, the animals that they were, you know, they were drugging the animals so they wouldn't turn around and bite him and, they were caging the animals and keeping them there for long periods of time without food and water. There was a whole lot of things that were happening that uh, that ultimately—that's what ultimately stopped the show. You well, know, just not taking care of the animals properly. It triggered a federal know.
3: investigation too. That's yeah. right.
2: Now
5: his,
3: that's right. his name is Ernie, or was Ernie Brown.
2: So uh, down there now. I, I forget where you didn't say Slide L wasn't Slide L. What was what was the Shreveport? Uh, Shreveport? Yeah. Now isn't that where that um, that gun company that um, oh shoot oh. Red Red uh, something or other? Yeah, you know what I'm I know who you're
5: talking about. As a matter of fact, I got some pictures because they were at an expo with us and they were holding some of our owls. Um, what was that called? It was called there's a guy and a girl. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he ended up getting in a lot of trouble with the law.
5: Yeah. Um, well yeah they same thing you know you know what a lot of times what happens is you know these people get this fame and they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to channel it to the future you know and uh and play this game and they just let it go to their head too much and they do get in trouble
2: yeah I'm, i'm trying to i'm trying to remember the name of it um it's uh shoot because it was a pretty big deal
5: yeah, it was. I can. I can. Sons of Guns. Them. That's what I, it was.
2: Sons of Guns.
5: Yeah. Sons of Guns. Yeah. Yeah. And they were. um They. They really built well. I mean, they built out all kinds of guns, and they were oh, really good. good at it. Yeah. You know. But
2: that's not why they got in trouble. At least the owner. I, don't know. No. I think it was something to do with. <laughs> uh Some damn. What are you laughing at,
0: Vinny? After five seasons, the show was canceled on August twenty seventh. 2014 as direct as a direct result of hayden's arrest on various sexual charges yes yes convicted of two counts of aggregate aggravated rape and one count of forcible rape
2: yeah Uh, unbelievable and it's it's a shame too um not not only for the victims but the fact that this guy was a, a prior marine and that he was doing a lot of good for the community but behind closed doors he was doing a lot of
0: bad for the community but. well he, he got two life sentences plus 40 years
2: well that's a damn shame isn't it
3: cool. damn
2: that, that breaks my heart it
3: sounds
5: like that's, there's some extenuating circumstances there Oh, well, i'm sure i don't know if it's extenuating but you know i mean a lot of times people just they they get they develop this reality that isn't real and they think that they're above the law and that they can do whatever they want you know Mostly because the production companies coddle them so much. Sure, you know um, they don't want to make them mad. They they put up and tolerate with a lot. Especially after season three or season four, they really will put up with a lot. And so, you know,
2: what's that that uh, money that money train that milk cow? You know.
5: Oh yeah, that's 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 it right there. Yeah, you know?
2: <clears throat> I like to do a lot of. Um i've recently i've started my own little production company here here locally in st louis and you know we do a lot of small small films a lot of small projects and everything but i don't ever want to get to that point where um you have to deal with shit like that you know if somebody comes on and i've got a project going and, and they're they're an actor per se and they're start making demands about, well, I have to have this and I have to have that. And I say, well, you have to have your way right on out the fucking. <laughs> I ain't playing that shit. It,
5: it is crazy. You know how that happens and, and how people tolerate it, you know? Cause yeah. I mean, I've been on some really big sets, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on the set of breaking bad and, oh, really? and, and you've seen, you see a lot of stuff happen and you know, Some actors are just really good people and Uh level-headed, you know? And then some people are just, they're not that big of actors, but they just think that they are, or they think that their career is going in the right direction. And its you can tell right away when you're on set, you know?
2: Talk to us about Breaking Bad. What what, uh, part did you take in that?
5: So I didn't do any acting in that at all. Uh, It was all animal work. Originally, they hired us um, to go out.
1: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
0: If you're seeking to expand your business and maintain its resilience, FM Global is your ideal property insurance partner. Backed by more than 180 years of engineering expertise and scientific research, we offer cutting-edge solutions to safeguard your business today, ensuring your prosperity tomorrow.
5: In the desert. So... All most of Breaking Bad, a lot of Breaking Bad was filmed in Albuquerque and I've got an office in Albuquerque and uh, they hired us originally to come out and capture rattlesnakes out in the desert when they had these big generators out out in the desert. And these big generators, you know, they 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 when they're running, they vibrate and that vibration pulls the prairie rattlesnakes from underground where they hide most of the day and brings them to the surface. And actors don't like that, you know. Actors and actresses—they don't like that at all. It's the hey, same Jesus. thing. It's the same thing on the set with Transcendence. You know, I was on the set with uh, Johnny Depp and Morgan Freeman on Transcendence, and they hired us for the same thing. They, a lot of that was filmed out in the desert, and uh, those big generators just pull rattlesnakes from underground. You know, and they pop up on the surface. So it's one of the. It's one yeah. of just situation you got to deal with. But I'm breaking S- bad. sissy you know?
3: actors can't handle a
5: couple of rattlesnakes while they're trying <laughs> oh, to film. Hey, look, Morgan Freeman, he would not even get out of the jeep unless we did very very thorough sweeps, you know, to make sure that there was no snake anywhere. Not, not even the not even a skeleton or a a shed, you know. Cover me, Benny. I'm going in. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't yeah. even want
3: to know what you're going into.
5: <laughs> the but uh, you know, yeah. it, it developed from that. You know, I get on set and I work my way around. I talk to the PAs and you know, and so I always get a little bit more. Every I'm out there anyway. So, uh, so then they called us back to actually bring snakes onto the set on purpose. Hmm. You know, because they had scenes that they want, they needed the rattlesnakes in. Well, you know you got to make sure that that is just right. You know, there's a way to handle rattlesnakes safely on a set. So we did that. And then, you know, there's some other animal stuff that we did. And and then there's a scene with a turtle in there and um, just a bunch of, bunch of different things, you know, kind of, kind of work my way around, you
1: know, uh,
5: there, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of hazmat suit scenes in there that I'm all decked out in a hazmat suit, you know, <laughs> so, you, so, so you're an extra or what oh yeah i I do background extra all the time if i'm gonna be on set all day i'm gonna find ways to get paid there yeah you know.
3: might as well use you make a few extra bucks
5: oh yeah and and i know how to talk the lingo lingo i know how to talk the talk and 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 work my way in there i mean yeah i'll put a hazmat suit on i don't care and then my friends have to sit through that whole episode as I'm going, "Hey, wait, wait, wait! See that guy right back there?
2: Push,
6: push,
5: Pause, pause, Yeah, yeah, yeah!
6: That's it! Hey, back it
2: up! That's too funny! Yeah, um, I think we lost Harry, but but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we get him back some other time. Um, so, so what's your most memorable part? Memorable part of working on on some of these sets?
5: Um, probably um, Battle Los Angeles. I was shot in Shreveport, you know, um, I I like that film, not because it turned out that great, but I mean, it's watchable, Mm -hmm. but it, they really being on set with all that professionalism and all that creative talent. And these people, I mean, they really know what they're doing. I mean, most of them really know what they're doing on these big sets, but man, they turned Shreveport into Los Angeles. Like when you watch that show, you, you can't tell the difference. You know? Right. And, um, and then another another uh, film that I, I was involved in that's pretty memorable uh, involved Jessica Simpson and Luke Wilson and Andy Dick. And uh, it's a it's a, a film called Blonde Ambition. Hmm. And it was it was crazy because there was a lot of craziness going on there. But one thing is I had this one scene where I was supposed to walk across this busy subway which you know, there's no subways in in Streetport, but <laughs> they made one. You know, I was walking across this busy subway, and my briefcase was supposed to rub up against Jessica Simpson's butt. You know, well, I mean, you know that it was a big deal. You know, that <laughs> I got to be that guy. You know, but, it was uh,
3: after the 16th shoot. Did you stop accidentally brushing your
5: hand against <laughs> her ass? <heads? laughs> <laughs> right. Why do you keep jumping like that yeah
2: <laughs> so so drunk jeff is uh one, one of our um <clears throat> usual listeners uh we we've taken to call him drunk jeff because he's fucking shithouse drunk just about every time he calls in but he wants to know what's the financial cost of taking care of these animals
5: oh yeah well i and i've got a lot of animals i have 98 animals that that i take care of every day from ringtail lemurs to uh western diamondback rattlesnakes you know and uh, I, I spend probably twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a month in food. Damn. And then, and then if an animal gets sick, um, I like all the animals that I have, and so I'll do everything. I mean, we had a Brazilian porcupine that got sick back in December of nineteen, and I spent about five thousand dollars on that porcupine, you know, oh. trying to trying to get him heal, healed up. So, huh. but, so it can be expensive, but these animals do make, make it up. I mean, you know, we, we do a lot of uh, animal events, birthday parties. Uh, we do corporate events where we'll come in on a Friday and, and bring, you know, fluffy bunnies and ringtail lemurs and sometimes just dogs, you know, and, and let the corporate, corporate people pet them and stuff during break time.
2: Uh, have you ever done any shows like uh, I don't know, like Jay Leno or the Tonight Show or anything like that, where you, where you brought on animals or something like that? Or no,
5: I I haven't done anything big like that. Um,
2: I'm sure well, I will. Tonight,
5: would. Tonight, you have. <laughs> um, so there's a local show called the Pascal Show, and and we've done a lot of things. we it's kind of set up like Letterman, you know. Huh. And we've come in and kind of did the same thing like that, like that, where, you know, he's a a host behind a desk and he's hosting the show and we bring different animals in, you know, like we've got an 18 foot reticulated python named Miss Mama Lav, you know, (laughs) and uh, we also have owls and hawks and falcons and things of that nature. So we bring that kind of stuff on. That's pretty
2: cool because I have something similar. I've got like a a three inch trouser (laughs) trout. Yeah, we
5: see when you bring that out in public, there's consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Serious, you know, I still can't go near those damn schools. I don't know what's <laughs> going on.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh boy, he still you still can't
2: get
5: a beat of goldfish, though.
6: Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that.
2: Yeah, so, um you do what uh so you you do some kind of shows around the area and that, that kind of pays the bills and everything but um more specifically do you do any work at the zoo at all do you ever get consulted or no
5: we um I, I really don't even have any contacts out there you know my wife was just complaining the other night that we got a free zoo here and i've only been once in the past 6 years um <laughs> I mean, I love the zoo. I mean, it's a favorite place, you know, and I've worked behind the scenes a lot of different zoos. But um, we run a nonprofit group called Raptor Rescue, where Mm -hmm. if an eagle gets hurt on the side of the road, we'll come out and and administer first aid to the bird and then make sure it's stabilized and transport it to the World Bird Sanctuary. And so we work real close with Missouri Department of Conservation and the World Bird Sanctuary, and um, especially when it's dealing with the birds of prey, you know. And there's there's a lot around here actually there uh, is there's uh, a lot and and there's a lot of uh conflict um with cars hitting them and getting mm-hmm. electrocuted on transformers and running into glass windows uh sometimes you know we'll get three or four or five calls a day you know to go do that
2: hell, I run into glass windows all the time <laughs> that's, that's that's the point do you have a uh, do you have a website for that by any chance if anybody needs
0: yeah. to,
5: that's just because you're trying of. to lick them. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, so our organic website is wildlifecommandcenter.com, <clears throat> wildlife then, command center.com. yep okay. and then center.com wildlife command com. Facebook page is the same. Instagram is the same wildlife command or wildlife command center for Instagram and Facebook. Um, but yeah, if anybody, if anybody runs into a bird of prey, that's, you know, you see an owl get hit you know, if they can call in the mile marker, we'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll dispatch somebody out there to provide first aid for it, stabilize it and then get it to an appropriate avian doctor.
2: Now, let me tell you, I've I've been, uh, I grew up here in, in St. Louis. I went to junior high and high school here, but then I left for the Navy and and I haven't been back in 29 years. So um, I'm, I'm relearning all about St. Louis and everything that, I could have sworn, do we have turkey vultures here? yes, we do okay i I thought I'd saw uh, seen some in the in the backyard and whatnot, uh but I didn't know if we had them this far north. I know they're pretty popular down south,
5: sure, um yeah, well, so they're seasonal here too, okay. Uh, we have both the black vulture and the turkey vulture uh the turkey vulture being twice as big as the black vulture, right um but the uh, the turkey vultures come back first so they, the so both of the vultures they they head south when it gets cold because they don't they just don't like this kind of cold um but usually around the end of february and first of march they start coming back and we've been seeing them this year for the last three four weeks you know they've, huh. they've definitely come back even the black vultures they're the last one they're smaller so they can't handle the the temperatures uh but the black vultures have come back already
2: yeah it, i mean it's it's definitely starting to warm up
5: um, Oh yeah Lythros- well, you, this, this go ahead 19 thing is really you know it is having a lot of effects on on animals like uh, for instance canada geese you know it's like this time of the year we get a lot of calls for canada geese because they nest near uh corporate buildings they nest near public places and they get very defensive trying to protect their nests <laughs> well guess what nobody nowhere and so we're not getting any calls, but what's mm-hmm. going to happen is that means that all these Canada geese are going to hatch out all these eggs and they're going to unimpeded have all these young Canada geese. And next year they're going to be inundated with Canada geese, like way more than we've ever seen.
2: And there's some ornery little fucks, ain't they?
5: Oh, they they will hurt you. <laughs> they will hurt you. Yeah. There's no doubt about it.
2: He them by the neck and just swing them around a little bit. Or is that frowned on?
5: Well, that is frowned on, especially uh, in my industry. Oh, damn it! So, yeah. Um, so Lou in the room has a question.
3: Uh, with the exception of Andy's trouser trout, or, <laughs> or uh, are there any animals that? What's the animal that scares you and makes you say uh, to yourself, "Let me
5: take my time with this one"? Well, nothing for me. I mean, I <laughs> literally, I'm not scared of anything. Like there, we don't have anything that can hurt me. You know, I mean, bobcats ain't big enough. The black bears are so scared of people around here. They they see me come and they run, you know. So, I mean, for me, it's nothing. But, you know, like I've got I've got one person that works for me that just can't stand spiders and scorpions. You mm-hmm. know, well, we, we've got scorpions that are eight inches long that I keep, you know, for movie sets.
2: You said eight, eight inches,
5: right? Eight inches. Yeah.
2: You, you know why women are so horrible in the
5: math, right? <laughs> Cause, because you have been telling them that's three inches <laughs> for your whole life, right? Or you've Touché. been telling them that's nine inches. Touche. You've been telling them that's nine inches.
2: Whatever, man. It ain't about them.
5: That's like, solid. <laughs> that's solid six right there. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know my my wife told me she said give me twelve inches and make it hurt. So oh, I boy. fucked her four times and I married her. Uh oh. Uh-oh. There ain't nothing more painful than that, let me tell you. I <laughs> hope she's not on here right now. I'm already in enough trouble.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, so, Jesus Christ, you got scorpions that fucking big.
5: Yeah, they're called Asian Force scorpions. Yeah. Um, but, but what's amazing is that they're they're the gentlest and the calmest scorpions of all of them. They're the biggest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with scorpions, and you'll like this, the bigger the pinchers the least, least venom they have huh. if they got little bitty tiny pincers, man they will hurt you <laughs>
2: now are are they are they truly lethal or is it just uh...
1: every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What
4: do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
5: Yeah, that it's that's that's the thing. Now, now there are some scorpions out there, especially some of the desert scorpions and the small hairy scorpions that will mm-hmm. put a whoop on you. Like oh, you're gonna that? wish, you're gonna wish you hadn't have got hurt or hadn't have got stung. But the the bigger they are, usually the less toxic they are.
2: Hmm. So. Well, let me ask you the the uh, are you familiar with the camel spiders?
5: Oh yeah, and many. Now, those actual spiders, are they of scorpion variety? You know, don't quote me on this because I don't know for sure. I I know they're arachnids. Uh I just don't know. It's one or the other. I don't know for sure. Look it up. (laughs) Somebody got a computer. Way to go there, Joey. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, but you know, here's the thing you you know why they scare people so much, besides the fact that they're just ugly as heck, Mm. you know, is. When you're out in the Afghani desert and you've got one of these things that are as big as your hand and it's in front of you, as you move, the the, the animal moves in your shadow. And so it looks like it's chasing you. It looks like it's following you because you can't get away from it. Because if you back up away from it, it tries to stay in that shadow because they don't like the sun at all. You know, I don't like that, them. That hot Iraqi Afghani sun. They just don't like it.
2: Yeah, fuck them.
3: Right. Yeah. So the the camel spider's history of misinformation begins with misidentification. Camel spiders are not even spiders. Like spiders, they are members of the class arachnid, <laughs> but are actually solpigids. Wow. Or solpigids.
2: Say that again.
3: Yeah. So, so, then, so it's actually be... solpigid. So
5: does Please. it say what they're most closely related to?
3: Um, I think they're most closely related to a spider,
5: but they are not actually spiders. But they're arachnids. Yeah. They are so, arachnids. So scorpions, tarantulas, they're both arachnids, but they look completely different. Uh vigorums, they're they look like a camel spider. And uh they're they're an arachnid also.
2: Did you say get a room? Vigaroom. Oh, vigorum, oh. Vigarum. Oh. Sorry. Vinny what? Yeah, you yeah. see where my mind's at. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let, let's get let's get back go back a little bit before you got into all this um animal stuff you you joined the navy yeah you, you went and you did submarines now what was your rate on submarines what'd you do what was your
5: job i was a missile technician okay. i worked on c4 nuclear missiles
2: so, Oh, okay. i was a
5: rocket scientist
2: but you rocketing right. something, that's for damn
5: sure. Yeah. You want
2: a rocket scientist, motherfucker. Don't lie to me. You walk around the damn clipboard <laughs> checking
5: temperatures and shit. Don't fucking lie. Oh shit, you know. Damn. <laughs> Check tech- checking temperatures and the humidity inside the missile tube. Yeah.
2: I know. did I a lot know. of that. Yeah. So
5: hey, but but I carried a Mossberg 12 gauge shotgun. There you go. You know. It doesn't um, matter that I was uh, seven hundred feet underwater in a big metal a, tube
3: with one hundred and fifty
5: friends. Yeah. I still carried a twelve gauge shotgun.
3: That must be fun to let go in a submarine.
5: I yeah. can't even imagine.
3: You know.
2: So did now? I I happen to notice you are a graduate. You're an alumni of uh, Old Dominion University. Yep. In yep. in Norfolk, Virginia, there. Now, what did you study there?
5: Uh sociology, yeah, I've got a degree in sociology,
2: so yeah, I can totally see how you went to to the animal thing for that
3: <laughs> yeah, that sociology degree is really coming in handy huh?
5: dude, dude, I, I, worked as a, I worked as a caseworker for six weeks in Jacksonville, Florida, when I got out of the navy six weeks <laughs> right probably up. two weeks
3: above average
5: yeah I, I didn't get I didn't get fired, but I certainly left. before I got fired yeah yeah
3: you
2: can't fire me I quit
5: right exactly (laughs) yeah exactly well you know I, I was given a quota that I had to approve x number of males and x number of this age and x number of this race and I was given a quota and I had to I had to approve that many people I just couldn't I just couldn't I was like these people don't need this you know Mm-hmm. So anyway, that that's interesting. So, what got you into the animals? Then I was did I did I mention I was raised in the swamps of Louisiana? Well, I mean, I I've been catching catching bullfrogs <laughs> since I was like you know six years old. I'm, literally. i literally.
2: I grew up down south too. I grew up in Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, and, and and I fucking did all that shit too. But I didn't turn it into a business. Clearly, so. Well. You know
5: it, it was just one of those things. <clears throat> so I did a I did a stint so after I got out of the navy um I worked in a shipyard cuz you know that's what you do when you get out of the navy. <laughs> working in a shipyard and uh I actually rode Nasveras transport ships down to Puerto Rico and back fixing huh. fixing fuel pumps on those big old ships. Uh-huh. Um got out of that and I was like, man, I don't want I don't want to smell like diesel fuel anymore, right? I was tired of it. So uh, I went to International Bartending Institute and I got my certificate of mixology. And boy, did that get me in some trouble! (laughs) Before you go
2: any further, before you go any further, (laughs) let me just say this: I am glad that you live in my neck of the woods. (laughs) Once this COVID nineteen thing bullshit's over, I'm gonna have to. I I don't believe you know because we're in Missouri. You know, it's a show me state. So I'm gonna need you to show me these different mixology recipes. There you uh, go. We well, can do it at my house if you want. I'm put, fine with put,
5: that. But put me through hey, to Andy. Test. Uh,
3: yeah, man. I think you. I think Stizo and yourself are gonna have room in that conversion van if you want to invite this gentleman down to the LTR bash. <laughs> oh my! Yeah.
2: I think so, man. I think so. Yeah.
3: But uh,
2: yeah. So so so, uh, so
5: I worked my way through the corporate world. Worked for Marriott Corporation, and then okay. and then. In the early 90s, I got this crazy idea, okay? Because they started putting up these big towers and they had these huge phones that you could carry around. Like these (laughs) phones were big, man. And so I thought that I was going to get in on this thing because I thought it was going to be big. And so I started working for Nextel and Sprint and all these companies whenever. Y'all don't understand when there was one cell tower, In the whole city, but you had a cell phone that could reach out 40 miles and catch that tower, you know. (laughs)
3: And and sadly, cell phones were obviously just a passing fad. Right,
5: right, right. 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 Yeah, just one of those things that just went along. Was it interwebs? Yeah. Then I started. Then I got a, a gig as a vice president construction company, and that construction company went bankrupt for no reason. And I told my wife. I'm going to trap animals and I'm going to make, I'm going to start my own company. That's never going to go bankrupt. So that's how I got started. Uh,
2: Commodore Perry in the room or Uh or doctor, whichever Um, He wants to know. Is he going
5: going to talk about that missile that I fixed?
2: He he might. I don't know. He wants to know if you ever caught an alligator gar.
5: Well, of course.
2: Yeah. I've caught a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. I caught a bunch of them. Uh,
5: we, we used to try to go, so we would go down to South Texas, Galveston area, mm-hmm. where the brackish water is. Yeah, because you know in Louisiana we just got fresh water, but baby, when you get down in that brackish water, those alligator gar get big.
2: Yeah, you get some sharks down in there too.
5: Yeah, believe you, it or you not, you can catch a few sharks. Yeah, we we were always we would take we would go catch blue crabs, break them in half. Pull the pull the shell off and break them in half. We'd use a half a blue crab and try to catch those alligator gar's down there. And we I, caught some we caught some monsters down there.
2: I don't know if they were blue or not, but Lord knows I've caught some crabs. Oh, <laughs> 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 you know what? Red that was is? my first deployment. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I used to live. Uh, I used to live kind of by Slide L. I, yeah, well, we'd, we'd catch a lot of alligator down you hell you'd see them wash up on the beach all the time uh, yeah
5: well slidell you get down closer to that that where that water mixes mm-hmm. those fish get big yeah yeah they real do there's some some monsters down there that's for damn sure south but, louisiana there's all kinds of monsters down there Yep
2: yeah. what's what's the craziest thing you've ever had to catch you know so
5: <clears throat> it's it's not so much that the animal was crazy it was unusual uh-huh. But it was the circumstances. So I had a I had a young lady. She was about thirty five years old thirty thirty two thirty five something like there from uh, um, Lafayette, Louisiana. She called me, Lafayette. and and she was crying. Well, she she started out normal, but then she started crying because she had a snake, okay, that was living in her her guest bathroom, <laughs> okay, and every time she would call a company out. Now, mind you. My company's in Shreveport and Lafayette's way down there. That's a six hour drive. Right. You know? And, um, and, and she called me and she was like, but she, she was in tears, you know, and she was just pleading for me to come down and catch a snake. She had had like five or six other companies out there and they couldn't find a snake nowhere. Well, the rest of the story is she's, she was a young widow. Her husband had died working offshore on an offshore oil rig platform. And she came into a lot of money from that. And she lived in this beautiful home. You know, it was that old, that old Spanish uh, that Spanish architect that they have down there in Lafayette, southern Louisiana area. Mm-hmm. The big, big home. And so when I showed it, so I agreed to do it. But she was going to pay me, right? So I drove all the way down to Lafayette. And when I got there, she was just like overtly thankful that I was there and she was dragging me into the house to show me this, this snake. Well, you know, walk in, it's got marble floors, it's got the old, you know, the dark walnut banisters, just a beautiful house. And she takes me just over to the corner where the guest bathroom is. And the whole bathroom door is taped with duct tape, silver (laughs) duct tape all over that door. And, and she was serious. And she told me this whole story that there's a snake in there. And it lives in there. And every time she goes in there, it jumps and goes down the toilet. <laughs> but it comes out every night. And every time somebody has come over to help her, there's not been a snake. And so I was thinking that I'm going to be smart about this. And so I take my knife and I cut, I cut the duct tape right along the seam of the door. And then I go to open it up real carefully so I wasn't going to make any noise. But just as I got the door about two-thirds open... The the hinges went
6: squeak.
5: And man, I'll tell you what, this snake come out of the dirty clothes hamper. And just like that thing over at Epcot, you know, those (laughs) water things at Epcot. I mean, it was like in the toilet that fast. And I was like, damn. But I was, I knew that this was new construction. So I ran to my truck. I got a balloon. I got a sewer stop. I ran around the back, looking all over the place, trying to find the sewer cleanouts. found it, unscrewed it, put the balloon down in it, blew it up. And 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 I knew that the snake couldn't get any further than that. Because you know, on the back side of a toilet there's no water, you know. Mm-hmm. The water's only on the front side of a toilet. The back side of the toilet is just air, you know. I mean there's some water, but not much. But it dumps into the sewer. Well, if that snake can get into the big sewer where he's eating rats and nutria and whatever else, you know, I knew I knew I couldn't catch him. But because <laughs> I got back there and stopped him. I went back into the house and it's 35, 40 minutes. I went back into the house just in time to see the snake's tail go into the hamper again. Like he had come (laughs) out of the toilet back into the hamper. So I told her, I was like, look, we, we've got to stop this. So I went and got some three in one oil. You remember three in one oil? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got some three in one oil out of my truck and I put it on the hinges, you know, so it wouldn't squeak like that again. And I told her, I was like, look,
4: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Really quick so I can get that lid on the toilet down before that snake can make it into there. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, So the plan works perfectly. You know, I open the door. I'm watching. She pulls it the rest of the way. I rush in to slam my hands down. I get the toilet as the snake is jumping out at the same time and he kind of deflects off of me and goes around the backside of the snake, the backside of the toilet. And so here's bare hands brand. I'm like, I've got to stop this. So I just grabbed the snake, you know, clearly it was not a venomous snake. I mean, this thing was greenish and black and I didn't know what it was at the time, but, and it was pretty big. It was like five and a half, six feet long. I grabbed the snake and about that time, so I grab him like this. He comes around the backside of the toilet, latches into my arm. <laughs> and, and at that moment, I knew that it was an anaconda because anacondas are one of the only snakes that chew. And he had my arm and his mouth was doing this, man. I mean, he was just chewing on my arm. And so I grabbed him with the other hand, bleeding profusely. I holler at her to bring me a towel because I didn't want to track blood across her her foyer. And I wrap the whole thing up and I run out the house. And hey, sure when enough, he was
3: chewing on you, were you able to do the billing multiplication multiplication in your head as he was chewing <laughs> on your arm?
5: Hey, I'd already, I'd already told her the bill was going to be pretty big. You know? Six hours of drive time down, six hours of drive time back. But look, this lady... Just completely broke down in, in, into hysterics because, I mean, she was just blubbering, snot coming out of her nose because finally somebody believed her, somebody thought that she wasn't crazy widow lady. You know, well, how big was it? It wasn't that big. I mean, the snake was only about that big around. You know, oh. it was about six feet long, probably weighed 12, 15 pounds, but yeah. it was it was a green anaconda. Okay that's not native to, to Louisiana. It was somebody's pet snake that had escaped at some point. You know? But but that whole situation was just was just kind of crazy because nobody believed her. The lady thought she was going crazy. People were calling her crazy because they didn't want to go there because every time they showed up, there was no snake. You know? Did you eat it? But I solved it. I Did you it. eat it? Did not eat it. Did no, it taste like I chicken? Actually, I gave it to a guy that that ran a pet store in, in uh, Shreveport because I didn't at that time. I wasn't keeping animals. Oh. By the way, it is important to know my wife, who is fine as wine, just the cutest thing. I love her to death.
3: Hates.
6: But stinks. she's got
5: one rule: one rule, no animals in the house, at the house, anywhere around the house. She hates anything that can poop, or has <laughs> feathers, or scales, or peas. Are you allowed to be in the house? There you go. <laughs> One exception. One exception. One limited exception. Right. One exception. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I'm really enjoying the hell out of listening to all your stories, man. I, I really am. But I, I just want to take a quick, quick break if we can, if we can. And, and I need to just put this up real quick. <laughs> um so the, the story behind that, <clears throat> I went to my doctor's office <clears throat> on the 1st, and uh, they the, the health department called me yesterday, and they said, well, you know what? Somebody at your doctor's office tested positive, so I need to put you – you need to go in quarantine for 14 days. And I, I'm I'm not symptomatic or anything like that, but just to be on the safe side. But th- the problem is, is they called me late in the day, and I, I fucking ran out of chew. <laughs> and I'm fucking dying over here right now.
3: <laughs> you, you couldn't put off your pap smear for a couple of weeks more and much man Make
2: my ten. my, my ten. ovaries were were uh, like like You <laughs> had
3: to go to the uh, groin ecologist there Andy uh, Andy, yeah. <laughs>
2: watchy. <laughs> my my ovaries were on fire.
3: Send me your address. I'll get, I'll send you some grizzly long cut. Yeah, daddy. maybe I'll, nice. I'll I'll put a surprise in the box too for you. Yeah, Uh-oh. that's what she said.
2: <laughs> Don't come in the box. What?
3: What?
6: what? Huh? In the
2: box. But <clears throat> this, this is incredible, man. I I can't believe I'm talking to the real live fucking behind the scenes turtle man slash uh, uh, all them damn shows on on what are they mostly on A and E or or yeah
5: A and E does that. it uh, Nat Geo Wild, Animal Planet. Hey,
2: Check this out, fellas. This This is the second person that we've had on our show now that, that's had uh, uh, things to do with A&E Network.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right.
2: Yeah, we, we've had Michelle Belanger on, who's a, um, uh, a self-professed psychic vampire. She's been on shows wow. like...
6: Um, uh, Bet you can Paranormal. find a few
3: bats in her house. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Paranormal State. Um, she's actually. uh, So here's the deal about her. When when I reached out to her, I asked her if she'd do the show, and she said, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh man, this this gonna be one of them shows that's it's it's gonna be a little bit out there." And she ended up.
3: She's awesome. She's a great, great guest. She's a lot (laughs) of fun.
2: Being so much fun. Great sense
3: of humor. Doesn't take herself too seriously. Yeah,
2: yeah, we've had her on twice. It's been awesome. Uh, hey, caller, you're on the air with nothing's off the table. Go ahead.
0: Hey, man, it's Drunk Jeff. What's going on? There? Hey, Drunk <laughs> Jeff. What's up, buddy? Yeah, no, you guys like talking about me so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we, we like talking about you, not to you, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, you're a legend. Bare hands.
0: Bare hands, man. Uh, how many employees do you have? And like, what's your future vision uh, for what you're doing and everything? I'd like to hear that.
5: Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I've I've got um, right currently we got 22 employees, you know, Uh, you know, I got two employees out in Reno and I got uh, one down in Albuquerque and two down in Little Rock. So some of them are spread out. But here in St. Louis, uh, we've got 14 employees right here. Um, But, you know, I'm really growing this company for my 24 year old son. You know, he works for me in the Kansas City office and does a phenomenal job. But, um, you know, we are expanding because the need is so great, you know, especially in St. Louis area. Um, It's amazing how many animals are constantly invading people's homes and people don't know what to do with them, you know, especially a certain age group like guys that are 23 to (laughs) 35 years old. Man, somewhere they... somebody stopped teaching them how to deal with yeah. animals. Well, Do hell they is tend
3: they... to wear skinny jeans?
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could yeah, yeah. picture it. Now they can tell you everything about a macchiato. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Definitely. But if but if they catch a rat in a trap in their basement, they just don't they just don't want to deal with it. You know? So if you pull so into a driveway you, and you see are a couple of Vespa defa- scooters, you, you know. Expanding?
0: Or are you going to be expanding any further, like outside the region, or like nationwide, or anything? Or
5: so, not so much. What is it? What are you drinking? What it? What is? Which that? one of us? The usual. Doc. Don't be scared. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, <laughs>
6: <you're> recycling, baby, <laughs> you. recycling.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, make, make sure you drink the orange one, not the yellow yeah. one. So yeah, it's my sterile. girl.
5: So, you know, I've I've kept the company close to core, you know, like my management style is flat. I'll train somebody here in St. Louis, fall in love with them. And then if they want to open an office somewhere for Wildlife Command Center, my company, I'll make it happen for them. You know, uh, that's that's what we did with Dallas. You know, that's what we did with Little Rock. Um, those offices were open because I trained somebody. They did so much. So such good work for me for four or five years like, man, you deserve your own office, and so we open it up. But we're not franchising, and we're not – our intentions are not to be nationwide. Um, very close-knit, you know, close to the core, flat management. All my people can make decisions themselves, and they mostly make good decisions. Um, But, you know, I'm growing it. You know, we did $2 million last year, so. Hey, are you –
2: are you a military friendly uh, veteran friendly company? Yeah.
5: yeah. Hey, well I'll tell you most of the people that that work for us they've uh, they've either been in the military or been through some military service. We even take you if you didn't exactly you know make the cut. You
6: know?
5: I
2: only bring that up cuz I'm retiring next year.
5: Uh-oh. Yeah.
2: And, and I want nothing to do with the field that I'm in right
6: now.
5: <laughs> oh, I see. So, so let's talk about that thirty-two foot ladder that you got to carry, and and you got to be able to carry, you know, forty-five pounds worth of materials up and down that thirty-two foot ladder,
2: brother. Let me tell you something. I I spent the first quarter of my my career with the Marine Corps, so don't yeah. talk to me about carrying shit. Uh, all right. When, all when, right. You're, when you're humping an eighty pound ruck plus your medical gear plus your rifle. Yeah, I'm I'm okay
5: with that. Yeah, that's that's the only thing is those 32 foot ladders kill people mostly, most yeah. of the time.
2: Usually when they fall off of. Them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Never had that happen. So, <laughs> knock on wood.
2: Knock on wood. So, where do you see yourself going in the next five to ten years?
5: In. Oh, that's a that's a classic question. Yeah. yeah. So I really think that that this year or next year we're going to hit this uh, this reality TV show. Um, if you've ever heard of a company, a production company called Critical Content, um, they do the show Catfish on MTV. Oh, um, God. yeah, yeah, they're 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 a really good reality production company. They have they have several good reality TV shows out there, and so we're in deep negotiations with them. And we're lo- working with a local producer named Michael Francis presents, and Michael Francis has been uh, a champion for us, hmm. and he's been he's been taking this stuff to Los Angeles when I can't go, and he's been really hustling it. So, it, it's going to happen. You I, so you'll me on TV. You're
3: not going to tell me that catfish is scripted too, are you?
5: <laughs> no, actually, you know, catfish is catfish is for real, man. You know. I haven't worked behind the scenes on that, but that's the kind of thing, though, that doesn't need to be scripted. You, know, you can't even write that stuff.
2: That's the kind of catfish you don't want to be catching.
5: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Especially noodling, because you never know. <laughs> you.
5: <laughs> you never you know. What
2: don't want to that. That. Uh, I'm, I'm failing. I'm failing as a host here. Uh, Jeff, my brother, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up?
0: Uh, no, that was it, man. You guys are doing a great show, man. You guys keep it up, man.
2: We love you, brother.
0: All right, man. I'll talk at you guys All later. All right. Stay drunk. All right. See <laughs> ya. Yeah. That's right. But, Better be safe than sober.
6: Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's
2: right. No, that's, uh, yeah, that whole catfish, I, I don't know. I stopped watching MTV when they stopped playing music videos, so we'll just leave yeah. it Yeah.
5: Well, you know, me, me and Bonnie, and my wife, we're we're really vested in this. Like, I've got her believing, you know, that this is going to happen. So, we watch a lot of reality TV, mm-hmm. and, and and we watch the good and the bad, you know. Now, do you watch the Kardashians? No, 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 thank, no. thank the Lord. I can't my- handle that. No, we watch stuff like The Circle, you know, um, which is a, a, a pretty good. We really like that, and then Love Island, man. If you haven't watched that. Love Island.
3: You haven't lived. Well,
5: I'm telling you. <laughs> or, or another one we like is Love is Blind. Like, like, imagine this, okay? So, like, they, they match these, you know, like, 12 dudes up with 12 women, and they put them in these rooms, but there's a wall between them. And so they have to develop a relationship. And then if they can develop some kind of relationship, and the dude will propose to them, then they'll let them see each other.
3: The only reality oh, TV God. I like to watch is uh, My 600 Pound Life because my <laughs> entire life is now an, ad- an audition for it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow.
3: <laughs>
2: you know what scares me the most about this show is that Steezo is so quiet. It's so unusual for him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, Linda Lopez in the room uh, wanted to know where Steezo was, and I explained to her what was going on, and her response was kick Vinny out.
2: Oh boy! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this this is unusual for Stizo. So this is either a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not quite sure.
0: Uh, I, I'm just uh, kind of taking it easy tonight. Um, yeah. you, you, we have a. I'd rather listen to this guest talk than my stupid third mic antics that I could throw into it. I, I'm loving the stories.
2: Well, I agree with that too. But you know, I, I didn't want to hurt your feelings or
0: nothing. I, it, it, no, it's. I don't have any. It, it's fine. So.
2: So, I mean, you came up here from from Louisiana into St. Louis, and and like you said, there are a lot of bats here. Uh, yeah, I killed a I killed a couple in my my mom and dad's backyard, um, just because they were twelve, they,
5: 12 gauge or twenty uh, pellet gun. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, it was. I'm uh,
5: it was. It was you in the inventory.
2: In yeah. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> right much that I. Uh, that I don't hit, that I aim at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, it was it was in the middle of the day, and normally I wouldn't I wouldn't have killed it, but it was in, it was in the middle of the day, so I figured it was probably rabbit if it was if it was out messing around in, in daylight, and so uh, I didn't want my dog to, well, my mom and dad's dog to get um, bit by it or anything like that, so I just smoked it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't well, real big. He, so we've got. Three or four or five species here you know we've got the little brown bat which is the tiniest one we have <laughs> and then we got the big brown bat which is the most popular one we have but you know we've got other bats like the red bat that loves sycamore trees uh-huh. you know sweet gum trees they they hang out on those trees a lot um so there's there's quite a few bats in this area but you know we got the merrimack river we got the the mississippi river we got the missouri river and all that stuff flows down south <clears throat> And the bats will, well, they used to, the bats would fly south in the winter and and they would overwinter in the Nashville area and Tennessee area because there's a lot of caverns in that area. Uh And then they'd fly back in the, in the, in the spring. But what's happening is there's this, there's this fungus called white nose syndrome that was come, that came over from Europe and it just decimates bats. It kills bats when they're hibernating. And so this really interesting thing is happening bats that will overwinter in somebody's home do not die bats hmm. that go to the caverns they die hmm. and so the bats that stay in people's homes are having more young bats and those young bats don't know nothing about caverns and so there's this population explosion of bats that like to live in homes and in structures and so it's like every year hmm. you know they're there's like five major companies, including mine here in St. Louis. And every year we are bat proofing houses. We are evicting the bats and we're cleaning up the mess and we're making those homes bat proof. You would think that with five big companies doing that every year that eventually there would be nowhere for the bats to go. But every year there's more homes, there's more bats, and it's it's more work. And so it's like, you know, so, so it's, do it's you this have a weird you have thing that's happening. Bat. Cave, bat cave. Yeah, do you have a bat cave? No, I don't. I'm not. My parents have a bat house. Yeah, (laughs)
2: have have you ever eaten bat?
5: I have not. No, Uh,
2: I don't recommend it.
5: But you know, my 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 wife watches these things on YouTube, and she tells me all about the wet market in Asia. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible.
2: I I had to eat bat. This was. Almost 30 years ago When I was in the Philippines We were doing uh, I was going through a course called Jest, uh, Jungle Environmental Survival Training And um, so They basically taught you how to, to capture Whatever and, and to, to live off the land So it was a two week course The first week courses They kind of walked you through everything And then the second week They gave you a ball of rice about uh, Yay big and a canteen of water For the week and you had to go out and and survive on your own. And so I ate bat, and it was probably one of the nastiest fucking things I've ever (laughs) eaten.
5: Now, is that because of your cooking technique?
2: No, it doesn't matter how you cook it. It's just (laughs) nasty.
3: Oh, I'm sure Stiesel will agree. If you smoke a bat, it'll be good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it just goes to show you, you, it's amazing what you'll eat when you're fucking hungry.
5: Oh uh, no, doubt about that. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, you'll you'll scarf some stuff when you're hungry. I have sure. a question
0: for you. How many? Yes, w- w- with all the uh, the wildfires that happened over in uh, Australia, we heard that their 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 <clears throat> uh, animals were pretty much decimated, like billions of animals. Did did
5: we lose any species over there that you know of? No, we didn't. No, so so you know you want to get into something where we start talking about off the table. You know. We're, human beings right so like we don't want anything to change ever you know but this planet that we live on this planet's been changing constantly for ever since it's been on it but you know we humans we just don't we just can't accept that those fires over in australia completely natural that shit happens all the time and before we were living there and and and, and populated that area Man, that whole island burnt every year. It burnt, you know, and so the the species there have adapted to it. They know it, but the problem is we're such soft-hearted people now, you know, that we can't stand to see a koala bear all singed up. You know, I bet you they taste good though.
2: Fuck them koala bears! They're full of chlamydia. They can fuck.
5: True, that's true. They also (laughs) smell bad horrible and they would just as soon claw your eyes out as even look at you they're not cute and cuddly koala bears
2: this reminds me Vinny. i know you know this and i know steezo knows it as well but did all right here i'm gonna put you to the test there bare hands Uh we're we're gonna test your knowledge here real quick on on all things animal okay Did did you know did you know that pigeons die after sex
5: yeah, pigeons do not die after sex. That's well, a
2: compl- at least the one I fucked did.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, but did you know this? Did you know this that that most humans that reproduce and have kids, they die? Uh, almost, uh, almost almost, almost actually, 100% of them. of them. Yeah, yeah actually, right? Them. Right?
2: But did you know that the couples that have been married for 50, 60 years, it's um, statistically proven that the man dies before the woman?
5: Yeah, that, that's true. And
2: yeah. you know why? Because he wants to. That's right. <laughs> Enough of that shit.
3: Let me- because, <laughs> because funerals are cheaper than divorces.
6: <laughs>
5: oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right.
2: man. We're so, being super corny here. You know why they have fences around cemeteries?
5: No, Because people
2: are just dying to get in.
5: Oh, there you go! Yeah, that is corny. <laughs> <laughs> what was that bell? Corny bell? Corny yeah, basically, bell? yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically.
2: So, um, what is what is the deadliest um, species of any animal that you've ever handled? Uh,
5: so, the eastern diamondback rattlesnakes definitely the most toxic. You know, okay. um, but you know, in 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 North America, United States we really don't have anything that's super dangerous you know no, not really now <clears throat> a lot of my customers they originated in india now and oh they grew God. up in india and it's it's a, it's a big so we do a full snake service and we do a lot of snake work um in india they have shit that kills you like if it even barely bites you it kills you you well, know, the fucking all, water actually starts with yeah, the water. The water. <laughs> so you know they come over here, and we got a lot of snakes, and that's a little bit slower though, Vinny. They, <laughs> but you know they're as children, they're they're taught to fear snakes. Yeah. Well, so as adults over here, they if there's a snake in the yard, we got to find it, we got to catch it. We got we put snake traps out to catch any snakes that are on the property, and then we put repellent around the house. You know, we we do the whole service for it. But we, you know, aside from the grizzly bear and the white-tailed deer, I mean, you know, white-tailed deer kills more humans than anything, you know. Uh grizzly bear being next. But you can look that up, North American deaths by wildlife. Yeah. White white-tailed deer right at the at the top.
3: Kills well, that more humans than anything. Me. Huh? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of black bear around where I live, and and you, you, it's it's hard to get out of the house to take a picture of them before they take off. Yeah, they're afraid. They're, of they're so skittish. Yeah. yeah, they were. The only time I've ever had a problem with a black bear is the yearling and you know the juvenile teenagers. They're a little stupid, but once they grow up, they they know just they just run away.
5: Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's like um like I have people all the time that that call me and they say you know this raccoon attacked me in my attic. And I'm like, okay, we'll get out there. We'll come out. But as soon as we open that attic hatch, that human scent goes up in there. I smell like a predator. Like I've got a different scent because I promise you animals run away from me. Wild animals getting away from me no matter what. But I open up that hatch and they smell me. And man, they hide like they run and hide. I have to really provoke something to get it to attack me.
2: I have no problems believing that you stink. I mean, that you have a <laughs> uh, uh, unique scent.
5: Um, yeah. Andy, I actually have a question
3: for you, along this yeah. vein. What's the deadliest beaver you ever encountered? Oh, my uh, my ex wife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a BC story for you, for sure. <laughs>
6: uh,
2: but, you know, I, I bring that up. Because, uh, I, I have nice been one. in Australia. And just about anything in Australia will fucking kill you.
5: Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's toxic in Australia.
3: Yeah, but the chlamydia from the koala bears takes a little while.
2: <laughs> look, you know, you know, I'm not scared, so I probably man. Yeah, I premedicated before I went and <laughs> I mean uh, handled um uh koala bears. Yeah. Oh, the time. Wow. Um all I can say is two bottles in, gentlemen.
5: Two bottles in.
2: Two bottles in. And we're not talking about drinking.
5: (laughs) Oh no, I caught it right away.
2: (laughs) Exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. have you ever have you ever been bitten by anything uh dangerous?
5: Oh man. I tell you what, if 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 you could see the scars on my hands, yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought you were drinking a while ago. (laughs) man, don't do that. I'm not scared. Yeah, I've got I've got some scars, man. I'll tell you um, that Brazilian porcupine. So so, the, so Mary, we'll call her Mary. Okay. For me, uh, she was helping me with the Brazilian porcupine, and porcupines have teeth like beavers. You know, they've got some choppers. They chew wood, they chew concrete, they go right through it. And I was trying trying to medicate this thing, and somehow grabbed him by the tail, and he turned around on me. And he bit me right here. Hmm. And she thought it had bit an apple because it sounded like, you know, and I mean, blood just starts spurting out, you know, I'm like, you know, this might be serious, but yeah, I had to finish medicating the the porcupine and, and she was sitting there screaming and, uh, and I mean, it was, there was blood everywhere, but there's this thing, you know, we've got a lot of blood in us like so like i can tolerate a lot of blood because a lot of blood looks like a lot of blood really not that much volume you know but anyway i got in there and that and that thing nicked a vein in there and we we nearly could not get that to stop i almost almost went to the emergency room I almost thought about going to the emergency room do, do you do uh
4: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Happy with duct tape? Actually, I did. It was <laughs> electrical tape. Black electrical <laughs> yeah. tape. That's something
2: you going, man. I'm telling you.
5: Pour some tussin on it,
2: you'll be <laughs> fine.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, McCuricade. Um, we put some no, McCuricade yeah. on it.
2: Yeah, that shit burns like a month. <laughs> uh, <baby. laughs>
5: Especially when it gets into your
3: bloodstream through an yeah. open vein.
5: Yeah, look. At, the
2: the, the coon-ass in them is coming out. I said, oh,
5: baby. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh, it. that's it. Oh, flash. You uh, know, that's well, the only thing I miss about Louisiana is crawfish boils. Oh, yeah. you know, I was just talking to my wife about
2: that the other day. We need to go out and buy one of them them big-ass um, turkey. Uh, I, got
5: I got some. Yeah. You invite me over. You buy the crawfish, I'll boil them.
2: For All right. Time. We'll do some crawfish and shrimp and. And so maybe, salmon. you
5: know, so when I was growing up, I mean, that was regular. Like we went out caught crawfish and we, yeah. we had big crawfish boils. In, like In the Cricks. Yeah. But I don't think you understand. Like, do you remember the, the, uh, the 1982 Chevy that the, it was the first time it came in a short block or it's the first time I remember it being a short bed mm-hmm. Well, that, or maybe it was an 85. I don't remember, but it was in the eighties. It had the, the we would take We would take those down. Yes. Stepside. We would take a truck like that down to the bayou and we would literally fill the back of that truck up with crawfish. That's what I'm talking about. Catching crawfish. Mm -hmm. And back then, like in the 70s and 80s, man, there was just so many crawfish everywhere. And and we would boil crawfish. But, man, I got that down to a science like so good.
2: So good. (laughs) So Steezo lives three hours away from us, basically. It's four. Oh.
5: It's four. Is with it stretching. four? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so he lives in Kentucky. Oh. So Western Kentucky. I don't sleep with any of my cousins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we might have to do that one weekend. Um Yeah.
5: Hey, I think dinner. all this stuff will be blown over by June.
0: Oh, yeah. I hope so, man. I can get crawfish yeah. pretty cheap here. Yeah. Fresh. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a big, I miss. It's a big thing around miss, uh, here. Frog legs too.
2: Uh, being down in Louisiana, and you go down, you could drive down just by any any road, and you got guys selling shrimp fresh out the back of their trucks. And man, yep. and we're not talking little bitty shrimps. We're talking great big old suckers, man. Oh yeah, big old, uh, old scrimps. Yeah, I, I miss those days. But you know, speaking of all that, I think we need to take a quick commercial break for. Uh, just just saying uh, all right and commercial's over
5: or later uh, somebody's gonna bring you some
2: i'm telling you, you man
5: know. i'm Got turkey i mean clinton's already texting me ads for it <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm in quarantine you're four hours away i i, I, I can bring you a log oh a log would be great man i'd yeah fucking, i could, I could
3: ups let... them out tomorrow
2: I'd let fucking Vinny jerk you off for that, you know. Oh boy, long.
3: I've done it yeah. for so much less. <laughs> I got twenty bags of caramel bugles in my fucking closet.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so tell me how how do you uh, what's the best, the most effective way that you found to catch rats?
5: Oh, for so first off, rats love slim jams. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Dude, we, Good we information. catch more rats. We catch more rats off Slim Jims than anything else. Like that's our go-to bait for rats, you know. But I'm the co- other thing is, <clears throat> when we set rat traps, we set forty of them at a time. Mm. Like we don't give them a chance. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, rat traps and, and the big plastic rat traps. We use we use the the jaws and we use the big Victor plastic rat traps. They're the best, okay. hands down. But we use Slim Jims because most rats that you're going to deal with are are black rats. Uh-huh. The, the old world black rat, people call them roof rats. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> and those rats love proteins and, and fats. And so yes. Slim Jims, man, hands down, catch them every time.
3: So coming from the East Coast, what's the difference between a roof rat or a black rat and a water rat?
5: So water rat is an old world brown rat. Also, they call them the Norway rat. Those are the rats that came mm-hmm. over on the ships. Yeah. You know, and, and so those are also your sewer rats. That's, those are all the same rat. And, and you can tell the difference between a black rat and a brown rat. And you catch them and you kill one's them. One's black, one's brown. No, they, <laughs> they look the same. You can't tell. But, but you take their tail and you right. pull their tail over the top of their head. And if the tail goes past the nose, it's a black rat. If the tail stops behind the ears, it's a brown rat. Let, and let if you're looking at his ass, then you might be a coon ass. <laughs> yeah. Let
2: me let me tell you that the most effective way, and not a, a large scale, mind you, but the most effective way I found the to, to catch some little sons of bitches. Um I would take a take an old soda can and I poke a hole through the end of it and and, and run a coat hanger through it, right? And then I'd get a mop bucket. And I'd fill it about halfway through of, uh, halfway full of water. Have you heard this before? Or no,
5: no I, I just keep envisioning you smoking crystal meth for some reason.
2: <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, that's part of the can. <laughs> Bear with me here. Um, so anyway, I take, and then I'll take some peanut butter and i I'd slap it on that can. The whole, the whole principle is when they, that, oh, that yeah, yeah. through the, the, uh, hanger, it rotates, yep. right? Yep, yep. So then I'd take a um a little mop panel and I'd run it up to that mop bucket. They'd come up there and they'd try to jump on that damn can with the peanut butter and it would roll and they'd fall down in the water and end up drowning.
3: Yep. And yeah, that's that's similar to how you catch dogs, except you only use the peanut butter and you pull your pants down.
2: <laughs> well, I mean there's a little bit of truth to that.
6: <laughs> oh
2: my I, I got nothing. I mean, <laughs> you
6: know,
2: you're a puppy puppy. <laughs> oh, but uh, I I sure have enjoyed having you on the show here, man.
5: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh,
2: after this whole Corona fucking Rona, whatever we're calling it nowadays. Uh, here we go. You ready for me to piss some people off? Chinese flu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And kung fu, yeah, kung Flu, Uh, I still think they should have named it something Wong, but um, you know, when, I don't know. But uh, yeah, after this whole thing passes, man, I look forward to
5: to meeting up with you since we're we're close. Come down to the office, man. And you see all the animals. If you're oh, not afraid, if you're not afraid of snakes, I've got an incredible reptile room built out where I keep all my rattlesnakes. I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid of snakes. In fact, that we're in. Um,
2: I forget the name of the park. It was just last week. But um, there's this great big old black snake just hanging out in this tree. Oh, yeah. And everybody's freaking out. I'm like, oh, some bitch ain't going to bother you, man. He's just out there sunning himself. Uh,
5: If you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see a a video we made. It's a pretty good video, but it's dealing with black snakes, rat snakes. But What's your uh, YouTube channel? Wildlife Command Center. There you
2: go. Wildlife Command Center on YouTube. Yep. Yep. I got to say, you're... uh...
3: Checking out your Facebook page, over 662,000 likes.
5: Wow. Yeah. And, that's and pretty followers. impressive. Hey, if you look at that too, you'll notice that those are all followers too. Huh. I don't have more likes than I have followers on on Facebook.
0: Do you, so uh, do, you do a podcast on your page? No, I oh, don't. That's weird. Yep. You ever thought about it?
5: <laughs> you know, there's just so much I can do, you know? <laughs> well I mean, uh,
2: we we might know somebody yeah that, uh, yeah, yeah that, that we could uh really hook you up with and hey. and and do that podcast
5: could we script it can, can, can it be scripted
2: it can but it's it's nowhere near as fun
5: when it's scripted
6: <laughs> no that's true <laughs> uh,
5: you know i uh i I've thought about the podcast thing you know i had even bought one of these fancy microphones and stuff like that and uh, you know i've got i've got 22 people that I look out for. You know, every day I go out foraging for my people so they don't have to yeah. go to Walmart. You know, I go out and make just one point of contact, you know, nice. and, and I'm a prepper, you know, I, I was prepared for all this, you know, I had toilet paper, you know, right. but I go out, but I go, but there's just so much I can do. And the podcast is just not on the radar, you know, there's although a, I could do this. I certainly enjoyed it. You well, know, this is
2: podcasting. Service. I mean, yeah. Does your toilet paper look like this?
5: No, but I've had to use that before.
2: Yeah, it's it's straight out of an MRE. Right. That I ate yesterday because I'm quarantined in this fucking office in here.
5: Hey, do you need me to bring you a bucket of food?
2: No, but I need you to bring me some of this.
5: Grizzly long cut. I mean,
2: I can do it. (laughs) I go out every day. It's mint. It's got to be. Well, it doesn't have to be fucking at this point. I'm like a $2 cracker. I take whatever I (laughs) get you you chew a fucking
5: cigarette right now we'll we'll do a porch porch drop you know i got i've got an employee that uh her 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 boyfriend a friend of her boyfriend's tested positive and they were in the same room together and so i've got them on quarantine luckily i set my business up to be very virtual so i just unplugged an office phone plugged in her internet and it rings in her house like it's at my office but You know, I bring her, I bring her stuff, you know, she tells me what she needs. I go out foraging for her, get whatever, drop it on her porch and I leave,
2: you know. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah, it works out. Um, Do you have any need? Of course, we can talk about this a little bit more offline as well. But do you have any need for any type of, uh, I don't know, video production, photography, video editing, that kind of thing? You know? I do. Yeah. Because one of our sponsors for this show just so happens to be Mad Sis Productions. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I am, I'm actually in really, really tight with the owner. Um, cool. Me. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know. I was
3: going to say, Andy, why don't you call the owner in to talk to hey. him? Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Hang on one second. Let me get hey. the owner. Hold
3: on.
5: Yeah.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Are you? (laughs) You This guy was saying
5: you're really good. You know, Um, you know, if if you go to my YouTube channel and you look at the black rat snake video, so I've got a lot of that kind of video in the can, and I do need some video editing. Well,
2: brother, I can hook you up.
5: I I it I want it done in that same style, though. Okay, that's that's kind of kind of my style i like it you know well i'm and, uh, sure that
3: helps andy a lot to be able to see what you like right
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously and uh, then uh next next week or the week after that we're gonna reshoot that intro and so i'm gonna have a a, a canned intro shot but okay. i need that i need that edited too so yeah i just subscribed to you how about that
3: oh cool so So, Andy, you're going to be able to break away from the amateur porn stuff and be able to do something like this?
2: Breakaway is kind of a strong language for me right now. Oh, Uh, my.
3: You know. uh,
2: Being
0: that
5: you're quarantined?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's it. You know, um,
2: yeah. But I think I can make an exception in this case, you know. Uh, There you go. (laughs) There you go. But yeah, this this has been amazing, man. Um this is this is way way more way more better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh more better. Yeah. When when uh Karen Karen introduced me or, or said to reach out to you, I was thinking, Oh yeah, this'll be good and then I looked at your couple of your pictures online and, and I ain't gonna lie to you, I looked a little little straight laced and everything and I was Uh-oh. like cool. Well, I'm gonna reach out anyway, and and then yeah. getting you on here, I'm like, yeah, you you fit in
5: pretty good around here. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you though, my my people do keep me. They put me on such a high pedestal mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to turn loose, like back in the Navy days. Oh, no, well,
2: I mean, anytime you want to do that, you can just come on this show because, Lord knows, was... we're yeah, we're we're morons, uh, <laughs> but, we
5: have, but we have fun with it, you know. Yeah, well, you know. There's having fun's a big thing, you know. You got to enjoy life,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: Enjoy
2: life, and uh, we're we're big time, you know. We got about what, you know, I don't know where are we up to right now. Four, five listeners,
3: right now. Five. Uh, well, if you don't count me, Stizo, you. With lucky landslots, you can get
5: lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Uh, we, I say that in jest. We we only have, you know, four or five listeners on the show right now, but we do Stand by Steezo. We do uh broadcast on certain um platforms and those platforms would be I gave you a heads up, goddammit.
3: <laughs> Here we go. Son of a bitch! You <laughs> I might have an old list here.
2: Yeah, see, if he wasn't surfing Pornhub and paying attention to the show, he would have caught on to that damn.
3: Spreaker,
0: <laughs> Spreaker Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, and Pod Chaser.
3: No TuneIn Radio.
0: Uh, some shows I, I have to add the RSS first. All the shows, but we will—they will, okay. uh, will be—we'll uh, announce TuneIn soon.
3: Okay. So my list is pretty accurate. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, Jeff Shepard wants to know, and by drunk uh, Jeff, (laughs) I just ruined it. Jeff Shepard, I meant drunk Jeff. He wants to know how many guns
0: do you have, if any?
5: So, yeah, I got, I I love guns.
0: (laughs) I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, exactly. All
5: right,
3: we're yeah, good. Yeah, no need to get into detail. I myself have lost all my guns in a right. boating accident.
6: Yeah, oh, I, no. in fact,
2: in fact, uh, I I as well have a trap last one that um, you know, my my I dad recently, like
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nice. My dad recently passed in um, November, and I decided to bury all of my guns with him in case right. the FCC or FBI or any of your. Letter agencies are listening, but um, yeah, so guns are cool. I've heard,
5: yep, yep, um, yeah. Me, me um, and Bonnie about six years ago, me and Bonnie converted all of our guns and consolidated everything into nine millimeter, 12 gauge, and 223. So we got rid of all the odd calibers and, and all the odd ammo that we had around, mm-hmm. and so everything we've got is nine millimeter, or 12 gauge, or 223. Yeah smart do you make do you make your own
3: no mm-mm.
5: but my next door neighbor does
2: i have uh plenty of plenty of 45 let me tell you how desperate i am right now um For- i i told you guys i ate that MRE. Me. yeah <laughs> i told you guys i ate that mre yesterday right
5: yeah
2: yeah yeah this this Uh-oh. comes in MREs.
5: Uh oh taster's choice
3: oh yeah Oh, you are about to put that between your lip and gum, ain't you? Yeah, that's what we used to do in the field all the
2: time back in the day, man. Just, uh,
3: just to get you by.
5: Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, awesome. I'm surprised Karen yeah. hasn't brought you some some grizzly cut yet.
2: I haven't asked her, man. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to be good, but I'm failing miserably.
3: Mm, okay. So, are you literally quarantined in your studio? Yes. Yes. So, if I send you some a package. Kanye'll leave it at the door for you.
2: Yeah, she'll she'll tell me it's up there. I'll put on my little fucking mask and my mop four mop level four protection fucking gear and run up there and grab it real quick. Cool. Yeah, you know because I got that going for me. Well, she, God bless her. She's worried as fuck about me, and I get it. Yeah, but, but you know, you've you been through all the shit. We've been in the military, and coronavirus ain't got nothing on that. No.
5: So it's like, it's like me and my 24 year old son talk all the time, you know, mm-hmm. he calls me every day. And, uh, it, cause, cause we, we are preppers, you know, we're prepared for this stuff and we we're prepared for a lot of different things. Of course you can't be prepared for everything. No, you can't. Um, but you can at least have a plan and we do. And you know, he's younger, he's 24 years old. And I just keep telling him, I was like, this is not it. I'm, I mean, if, if, if it was something more that was deadlier, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got a 98 percent survival rate on this. This is just an inconvenience, yeah. you know. And at his age, he's good, man.
0: It's a media hype, is what
5: it is. Totally. You know, well, it's it's one of the, it's like I told him today. I was like, whatever you, whatever, because he's a lot more sensitive than I am, and he's a lot more spun up about it. And I'm just like, you just got filtered filter through this. What are you willing to do long-term? Because this ain't going away. This virus is here. It's been released. It's not leaving the human population. And so nice. what are you prepared to do long-term for the rest of your life?
2: Can I answer that question? Sure. $20 is $20, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Is that wrong? I don't know. You yeah. <laughs> know? I don't know, but you know, I take I take it seriously from the point of view that there's a lot of people looking at me, a lot of people watching me, and so some of it is, is is, I know it's for show because it's really not protecting me or helping me that much, but it makes the people around us feel comfortable.
2: Um, yeah. Jeff Shepard in the room, junk, drunk Jeff wants to know, <clears throat> Andy, is your doc dripping? Um, no, and neither is my dick. You nonspeaking. <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm not sure what he meant by that but okay um whatever yep. all right, buddy. uh any uh any last minute questions god i want to call you I, I i mean you know bare hands is cool and all but i really want to come up with a better
3: nickname for you sure you can Get call my- me michael yeah, but that's no fun, man. I mean, that's that's, that's
5: they don't fun. even like calling me Michael. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Shut up, <laughs> Vinny. So, yeah, you know, I was, I was picked on in, in elementary school because I carried a briefcase to school all the time, <laughs> and so my nickname was Briefcase. You know, so if you want to call me Briefcase, I'm okay with that.
2: Um, no, 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 <laughs> okay. we got to think of something better. Well, let's
5: look let's do a couple more shows you know and and we'll come up with something
2: yeah bro i'd I'd love to have you back on it's it's absolutely been very entertaining I've learned a lot um uh,
5: yeah you know you know what would be cool is um my brother that's six years younger than me spent twenty seven years in the army and retired after doing sixteen combat tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh we started him a small company right across the river in Edwardsville. Oh no shit. Yeah. And he even though he's six years younger than me, he looks like my twin. (laughs) Spitting image. You know. That would be funny to bring him on the show too.
2: I I I don't know if I could
5: tolerate that much, Ugly. Back and forth. You know? That much that much military.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what I said. So. That would be kind of cool. But, yeah, uh, so let me let me just do this. We've got uh, – I'm going to give the next five minutes to anybody that wants to call in and ask a question. Sure. And then if uh, nobody wants to call in and ask a question, then we'll we'll wrap it up. And then if you don't mind, get off the phone, Vinny. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind sticking around for a little bit post-show, we'll, we'll do a little chat and post-show.
0: You got it. All right.
2: So if my sound bowl was working, I'd be playing that Jeopardy fucking
6: I gotta get that back up and
2: running, man. I I gotta program fucking everything since I had to get this new computer and fucking shit and
3: shit and shit.
2: But you know. Anyway, you can tell we're a family friendly show.
5: There you
2: go. Yeah.
3: So so Andy, seriously, what is it? Yeah. Is Grizzly
5: long cut mint?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll take mint. I'll take Wintergreen. How many um, you need?
5: Yes. Wait, what's the difference between mint and wintergreen?
2: Um not much really, but
3: uh
5: about eight letters. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right. How many cans do yeah. you need? Uh yeah. Yeah. So a roll of I don't know what cans, you go right? through. I'll send you ten, I'll send you whatever you need.
2: Yeah, a roll a roll of six cans. A log.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. That that'll last you a week or two?
2: Yeah, last me a week or so. Um, hell, I'll, I'll even. Speaking of PayPal, these are, tomorrow. should be the day where that that clears. Oh. You know, because I'm a cheap bastard. That's fine. Um, so I should be sending that to you tomorrow. But hell, hell, Vinny, I I'd like fucking send you PayPal money.
3: I'm not worried about it. Uh,
2: it's thirty. It's about thirty bucks or
3: a log.
0: Uh, maybe in your piece of shit town. But Thirty-seven yeah. fifty. God damn. Uh I'll tell you what, when I'll send you the chew. I'll just okay. you I'll use your PayPal money and I'll send you the chew. It's gonna get from me to you quicker. I'm three states closer, you know what I mean? True. Very true. And it's <laughs> cheaper it. here. And it's cheap oh, but you know what? Hold on. Your tax. No, we're speaking cluster. we're talking about doing illegal shit on open air on Facebook. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're not
3: sending it for a uh you're not
0: sending a, it's it for
2: profit. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it doesn't I, matter. I, I,
0: cigarettes here, are like right, cigarettes here, are like 452 dollars a carton. They're like ninety dollars in Milwaukee. I can't have my I friend. I can't have my anything. friend send me money and me ship him cigarettes.
2: Nobody send me anything. Fuck it. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Hey, uh,
5: there. Good. I wasn't going to anyway. Yeah.
6: Well, yeah.
2: yeah. Let's, let's see well, who we got so on called. the line here today. I'll send the second week. Uh, if I can get to it in time. Because I was not expecting that. And, Colin, you're on the air. Go ahead. Nothing's up the table.
3: Hi, Jeff.
0: Drunk Jeff. What's <laughs> up, man? Real quick, real quick to finish out the show. Hey, if your wife or girlfriend's on the rag, you go
5: for the brown eye. I'm going to take your answers off the air. Talk to you later. <laughs>
2: You know, that reminds me, (laughs) Connie had her gynecologist appointment last week and she came home and she told me, she says, you know what, honey? My doctor said I can't have sex for a month. I said, damn it. That sucks. What did your dentist say? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
6: All
2: right. And with that, I think we'll wrap it up. What do you say, fellas? There you go, Mike. I I really appreciate you being on the show, buddy. It's yeah. uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Um, yeah, we, and we definitely need to do it again. Um, but uh, let me let me just talk about some of our sponsors here real quick, and and maybe we can talk a lot about sponsorship. But yeah, we've got our Building Dreams General Contractors uh, up there in uh, the Pennsylvania area, there with the uh, with Vinny and his buddies over there. Uh, we've got uh, Juggernaut Cookies. If you want to talk to Antoine Britt, who is a former UFC MMA fighter and strike force, he now has his own cookie company. Check him out at uh, juggernautcookiecompany.com. We, of course, can't fail to mention Blue Line That's P H A R M S for your finest CBD oil products. Um, and let's talk about uh, Locust Ridge LLC. For any of your graphic design needs. That's right. Check them out. Oh, oh yeah. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, a time to abdicate and the House of the Secret, which you can find on Amazon.com. Written by yours truly, me, this guy right here. They're $5 a piece. And all of the proceeds from those books are going to JTF 22 to 0. Um, I am not making a cent off of it. I'm donating every cent to jtf to zero. So check them out, Amazon.com. I appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we'll see y'all next Wednesday.
3: Peace. Later. And more, too.